This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I have a very special guest on board with me. So we connected through, I think it was through Facebook or Instagram. I don't know what happened, but we, we got into each other's DMs and just like went off about human design and just connected on so many levels that we moved it to WhatsApp so that we could then send these crazy long voice messages. And it was just, it was just such a great time. So I decided to invite Lindsay Means. She is a human design expert who coaches hairstylists onto the podcast channel today. And we're just going to be, you know, chatting about her story, how she got into human design and just, you know, her, her path in her career right now. And then we're just also going to be talking about, you know, sacral authority and whatever else comes up around human design and coaching and all the things. So Lindsay, welcome to the channel. Really excited to have you here. Would love if you could share a little bit more about yourself and then we'll just take the conversation from there. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am a former hairstylist. I did hair for 10 years. And right around the time when COVID happened, I was already wanting to get away from behind the chair. And then I had two months off when uh, COVID started and I was in some group and someone said, do you know what your human design is? I was like, no, what is that? I love personality tests. And that's what I thought it was. So I went and I put in my information and it was like, you're a manifesting generator. I was like, Ooh, that sounds cool. And I started experimenting with my sacral authority and a couple months went by, I forgot about it. And then it popped up into my world again, those signs and synchronicities of being a generator type. And I became obsessed and I read all the books I could get my hands on. I started experimenting with it and took course and would run anyone's chart that would give me their birth info and just really started applying the information that I learned. And it very quickly started transforming my life. So I wanted to share it with other people. And it was kind of interesting because around that time, I was wanting to serve hairstylists. I was working on becoming a coach. And then for some reason, a limited belief I had of hairstylists don't see the, the power of investing in a coach I shifted to soulpreneurs. And so I started connecting with women. And that's probably why I connected with you, Kayla, because I was in the, the soulpreneurs and the spiritual entrepreneur sort of hashtags and hanging out with people. And I was initiating so much. <laughs> like This whole year has been initiation after initiation. And like, why is nothing working? And then when I started slowing down and responding to the universe, I realized that I'm actually here to serve hairstylists. So it's been this whole long circle of, honestly, a month ago, I went to a retreat and it changed my life. And I was surrounded by hairstylists who saw the value of investing in themselves and going on a spiritual journey and turning the spotlight inward to reveal the true essence of who they are. And that's what human design does. It helps you answer the question, who am I? And so I am really excited to be where I am now and to share everything that I've learned with other people. I really love your story. And I really love, we were chatting about this before I hit record, but I was just saying that I've seen online, typically when we talk about niching, when we talk about niching with human design, you know, they say that one of the best types niche are projectors. And I guess the least likely to niche are manifest generators. And so I just thought this was so interesting because there's this possibility with human design where you can be put into a box or you can be unleashed from a box, right? And so I just think it's amazing that you as, you know, a human design expert and coach, like you niched into hairstylists, which that in itself is very unique and you're a manifest generator. So it just goes to show that, really what it comes down to is your energy and your calling and specifically in you know generator terms like what lights you up 
And that's, that's really it. And what I find is interesting too, is that you have this vision that you wanted to work with hairstylists, but then you had the limiting beliefs come up like, oh, that's not possible. Oh, they're not into us. But the thing is like, really, I honestly believe with anything in life, this isn't even like a sacral generator, a sacral manager situation. Like when you have a vision within you, it's literally a gift and it is meant to be explored. Even if it doesn't fucking make sense, how you're going to support that specific niche of people or how you're going to create what it is you see in your mind's eye. Like it's really, it's really meant to be about the unfolding, right? So I think it's beautiful. And I'm so excited to talk about, you know, I shared with you this month, I'm really doing sacral September. Last year I did surrender September. This year is a little bit different. I mean, it's still surrendering, but it's more of like waiting to respond and then acting on specifically what lights me up. And so I'm curious, cause we, we talked a little bit about this, how, before we hit record around making quote illogical decisions and following the sacral I want you to share a little bit more about this retreat because you said that you just like dove into this and I think that'd be a really cool story for you to share yeah it's it's a hilarious story because I bought this ticket first of all it was the biggest investment that I've ever made and in myself and my business and I bought it right it was like a week before COVID happened and shut everything down And I was like, oh my God, I just paid, you know, a lot of money to go to this retreat that's not happening. And so, and then I shifted my target market and I was like, I don't need this thing anymore. I'm not doing hair. I'm not doing anything with hairstylists. And someone actually bought or was wanting to buy the ticket, but she had to back out. And it was about a month before the event. And I was talking to my friend who originally wanted to buy it. And she had already bought her ticket a couple days before I reached out to her. And she was like, Lindsay, I think you're supposed to go to this. I responded and I was like, oh, that thought had never really crossed my mind until she gave me something to respond to. And I was like, oh yeah, I think I should go there. And a week before I went, I was having the worst week of my life. Like, it was just a dark night of the soul. And the only thing that kept me going was that retreat. And I knew that something amazing was going to happen there. And I made the commitment. I'm going to listen to my intuition and I'm going to follow my sacral. That's all I'm going to do at this, at this thing. I'm not, I'm not going to have any preconceived ideas. I'm just going to literally let my body lead me and guide me. And that's what what I did. And I made the most amazing connections. I became friends with people who I've looked up to in this industry for so long. And everyone was so receptive to learning about human design. And I was like, oh, I'm with my people. And it it felt so good. But that was so illogical. Like, I, I probably shouldn't have invested in that when I did. But it was all for a reason. And I listened to my body to find out what was right for me. I really appreciate you sharing your story about how, you know, you made this quote illogical decision to invest in yourself. And then it looked like it wasn't going to happen because COVID hit. Right. And then even so you're like, Oh, I'm not sure. And you tried to sell your ticket. And then somebody just that divine guidance came through someone else to you. Like, Hey, listen, I think this is meant to be. And I really love that because when I actually made one of the biggest investments in my business was when I signed up for my nine month human design program that I'm currently in. And so it was funny because last fall I was thinking about this and I was checking out a couple different coaches in the industry who have these human design programs. And I was like, who do I want to learn from? And I decided to go with Eden and her program, Sacred Success Coaching Certification. So it's a nine month program and I'll be transparent about numbers. That program is 18 grand USD. And uh, in Canadian dollars, it's like 25 grand. So funnily enough, it was last fall. I was like, okay, like I really want to do this. And the only way I'm going to do this is if I have a line of credit that I can like bounce up and down to pay for this. Cause it's going to be an investment over like a year and a half essentially. And so I told myself, I was like, okay, Kayla, if you apply for a line of credit and you get approved and you have no co-signers and you're doing this on your own, like you're signing up for the program. So I applied for the line of credit and the back of my mind, I was like, please don't accept me. Please don't accept me. And then I got approved and I was like, fuck, (laughs) now I have to do this. Right. And it was, again, it was like the best investment ever. And even now, like there's still, you know, like me paying for this program every month is more than my rent. Like it's, it's like a ridiculous amount to invest in myself when, you know, I'm not making five figure months. Like it just makes no, like logically it makes no sense, but it's, it's looking back. I can see the transformation that's happened from that and the expansion. Cause like when we do that, when we take that risk and we really follow our bliss, 
it is a declaration of our expansion of who it is that we're stepping into and despite the uncertainty because obviously who you expand into you you have this vision of who you want to be and the impact you want to make but you don't really know until you get there and the only way that you're going to get there is really by putting yourself out there and taking these risks and and really being in alignment when you make these investments like coming from a place of abundance and not fear and I think that that's really important Mm, that is so good and and the transformation starts with the transaction and I think it's funny when we we challenge the universe and we're like secretly hoping that it doesn't happen and it does and we're like okay universe I guess we're doing this and those are such beautiful moments oh that's so powerful thank you for sharing that because that's so inspiring yeah I think that one thing that I've one thing that I really discovered being in the coaching realm the last couple of years is that, you know, I'll be transparent about numbers because there's too many times where I've been looking up to my mentors who maybe they're not multimillionaires, but they're in the six figures or coming close to or multiple six figures. And they just, they don't share the numbers. They kind of share like, oh, this is where we're struggling. And now I'm doing this. And I'm like, what the fuck happened in between that? Like, can you just, can you like share when you were, you know, snot crying on the floor, when you like made a crazy investment and you weren't making that much, like the details, the devil is in the details. Like, that's what I want, you know? So that's why, like, I'm just open and transparent. I know that I'm going to get to look back and be like, oh, you know, this is my story. Like, this is the truth. Right. So anyways, I really love that you share that story. And I would really love if you can share more about like how human design has transformed your life and just like pivoted your business, especially with the niche that you're in. Like, I just love how unique it is. Yeah. I think the, the things that human design has helped me with the most or the thing is that it's made me, it's given me permission to be me. And I've thought I was a weirdo my whole entire life. And I really lean into the line too. And it's like, yeah, girl, you're a freaking weirdo. You're the crazy girl on the hill and the right people are going to be magnetized to you. And I really leaned into that and learning about my uh, completely open solar plexus. That was transformational. Like I used to have panic attacks when I would cry and I was really had no idea what was going on emotionally in the world. And then when I learned about the emotional wave, I was like, whoa, this is so amazing. And now emotions, I, I know what's going on. Um, and something about what you were saying of like niching down. I know we hear that a lot because it's just, it, it's, in marketing, I guess it's better to have a smaller pool of people that you're marketing to. But I want to talk about pivoting as a Manny Jet because I have, a com- I have a completely open head and an open Ajna. And I would look at all of the people in my world and be like, she's doing a membership. I'm going to do a membership. And I did a membership. I got like 100 people in it. And I was like, this sucks. Like, I hate it. <laughs> and I just quit. I, I had a membership with tons of people in it. And I just quit because I, it didn't light me up anymore. And then I was entrepreneurs for a long time and then I quit because it didn't work and so I the pivoting is mean yourself to stop something even if you put so much effort because before I would have pushed through like oh my god I've spent hours creating this content creating all of this stuff and it's not lighting up my sacral it's not for me um so I think those are the biggest things and giving my it's giving me compassion for other people because as a manager, we do work fat, like we make things faster, easier, more efficient. And there's been so many times where I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, how can you not get this, this done quicker? Like, I don't understand. And now I do. And so those are the things that I think are so powerful about human design. I really love that you talk about this pivoting because it's funny because I've definitely chatted with manifestors and many gens where they're going to, they're going to have that tendencies where they go through seasons. And I don't know, did I, have I spoken to you yet about the manifestor cycle? The sprint? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, you haven't spoken to me about it though. Yeah. I'll share, I'll share with you and the listeners what I've learned about the manifestor cycle. And this really fits for manifestors and many gens. And so with these types, 
there's a cycle that you go through because you know you're talking about pivoting right so for example there's like four seasons so the first season is really the spring this is where your idea comes this is where the excitement is this is where you're going to be responding right where if you're manifesting you're going to be initiating and then we go into summer which is really going to be the action taking right so like informing doing things responding you know taking aligned action and so on and then we get into the fall season which is really kind of where things slow down or there's like this disinterest or this sort of feeling of completion and like i'm over this like i'm good and then the winter season is really this like rest and recovery like you know especially being a six two line you're probably going to notice the hermit phase of like i need to just like back off and it's funny because one of my friends who's a manifester she's a two four manifester and i see like i witness her go through these cycles like every couple of months. And the funny thing is that I love this for manifestors and managers because when you give yourself permission to pivot and change directions and change your mind and allow yourself to retreat or like ditch what doesn't inspire you anymore, it really gives permission to the rest of the collective to get out of the hustle and grind culture of like, yes, said you were going to do this, fucking finish it, keep going. Like, you know what I mean? That's what's praised. It's you know, or, or what happens is somebody is doing something, they don't like it, they stop. And then all of a sudden they get success in their pivot and then they get acknowledged. It's only when the results are there, they get acknowledged rather than the courage that it takes to pivot instead. So I'm not sure if you've heard that kind of explanation about the manifestor cycle, but I wanted to share that with you and the listeners. Cause I just, when I've shared this with many gens and manifestors, they've been like, Oh my God, like they feel so seen and they feel like relax like oh my god there's nothing wrong with me like if I don't want to do something anymore like that's okay yes so I that has been so powerful for me and I I learned that in that managers work best in sprints and then I started learning about cyclical living and I started applying that to my life so day one of my period is winter week and I am chilling out I'm slowing down I'm tapping into my intuition and that's generally when I get the idea or I'm responding to something for the next two weeks that I'm sprinting and oh my God, that transformed my life because I used to be just go, 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 go all of the time. And I wouldn't give myself that permission to slow down. And I've created so much more magic because of that. And so I love, I didn't know that that was a manifester thing as well. I love that. Yeah, it's really, it's really amazing. I think every type will have their moments where they need to slow down. Like I know projectors you know there's kind of like ongoing joke in the human design world that they love naps right and it's like there's nothing wrong with that like my mom is a projector my boyfriend's a projector and they definitely nap but it's like you know it's it's just I get it you need to rest you don't have that sacral energy to just like go 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 right and then even reflectors too like they're very cyclical beings they they tap in with the moon their intuition and so on and and but what I find interesting with generators and many gens might experience this as well is what they call the generators plateau and I don't know if you've heard about this, but this is something that I've experienced where I describe it as like getting stuck in mud, where I'm like in this space where I'm like, okay, I don't want to do anything, but I want to do everything. I don't know what to respond to. There's nothing to respond to. Like, it's a very like paradoxical moment in time where I find myself wanting to initiate and wanting to like push through, but it's not the time. And so I've really trained myself, especially in the last like six, seven months, since I've really dove into human design, where if I feel like I'm in the mud like that, and I try to move faster, and it's like, I'm in quicksand, and I'm sinking, I just back off. And I'm like, okay, I'm in a generator's plateau, like there's nothing for me to respond to right now. And it's just time to rest. So this is something else that I've discovered as a generator, that again, I would think that many gens could experience this on top of the manifestors cycle as well. But it's just so interesting because like understanding energy like this in human design, it like gives you that permission to rest and like crush the hustle and grind culture that we see like in the corporate world and, and in society. Well, and it's so interesting because I've been really tapping into uh, feminine energy lately and the generator is all feminine. Like it's all the Buddha and the Manny Gen is the, the warrior Buddha, but the magic is in the feminine and the feminine is open and receptive and slowing down. And uh, I have gate two as my North node and my unconscious sun or earth. I can't remember. And so I've been really learning a lot about that lately. It's like when I slow down, 
and we were talking about this before we hit record somewhere. I think it was Richard Rudd said that if a generator type is trying to make money, you're doing it wrong because all we have to do is just be us, but we're not taught that. <laughs> and we, I have every gate in my G center except seven and 46. And I, that's magnetic monopole. And the only way you block that is by not being you and not showing up. But I've been so conditioned in that area and I've been hiding and I've been living in grayscale, not following my safe role the majority of my life. So it's been weird. Like it feels culturally, it feels weird to slow down or to rest. And I know that mud sticky feeling. And the way that I explain it with my clients as a generator type is I think that frustration, the theme frustration shows up when you're saying yes to something that's a no, but I feel like it also shows up when that plateau is happening of like, you're, you entered into this situation correctly. It was a hell yes. Your sacral said yes, but the time, like time has elapsed and you're, you're kind of feeling in that mud and it's like, not just yet, not just yet, just chill out for a little bit because that quantum leap is almost there. And I've read so much about people, generator types will give up before the plateau or they'll give up before that quantum leap. And it's like, oh my God, how much have we been missing because we get so frustrated and we're not willing to wait. And that's our strategy anyways, wait to respond. But the waiting point, oh, it's so frustrating. I, I totally hear you because I, it's so interesting. Like what you just said about the feminine energy of a generator. It, I was doing uh, this quiz last night. It was like, what kind of entrepreneur are you? And it's like, it's, there's the teacher, the coach, the creator, and then the architect. And so I was going through these questions. I'm not sure if you've done this quiz, but I was laughing because what came up for me, it was like literally almost 50, 50 coach and creator and then teacher and then architect. And it was funny because the description was saying how I had a lot of feminine energy and how I want to run my business. And it was funny because I knew this and I was like, yes, I don't want to look at numbers and strategies and shit like that. I want to focus on creating things and showing up and coaching people. Like that's literally it. So I know that one day I'm going to manifest a team that's going to do that. And all I have to do is show up and create, and that's going to light me the fuck up. Right. But I just thought it was so interesting because there's this there's this thought or assumption around the sacral of like oh you know you have this endless energy and you're the action takers you're the builders of the world and it 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 it, it is portrayed as a very masculine type right but the thing is like this waiting to receive because really waiting to respond you have to receive something in order to respond and the feminine energy is about receiving right so it's been really interesting because I did that quiz literally last night and then I'm looking at my chart and I have a lot of openness. I only have my G center and my sacral defined. Everything else is either opened or undefined. So it's like, there's a lot of space there to receive the energy from the people that I work with or from the environment and so on. And so I just think it's so interesting to tap into that feminine energy. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how you've explored that realm because getting into the feminine energy in business has been so huge for me, especially in the last couple of months. And I think that's, I think that's really where the gold is for me, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Mm, yeah, this is something I've been diving into for probably the last three years. And I'm just now feeling comfortable to like really talk about it. But like most female entrepreneurs, we're in our masculine. Most women who are in the workforce, we're in our masculine. And it's been, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting to tap into it. But the things that have helped me have been meditation, um, tapping into my higher self and slowing down my thoughts. And that open head in Ajna, I had a lot of crap in there that I had to filter out. And so meditation has been huge movement and dance. I literally, and this is for gener all generator types. Like I feel like everyone should be moving and dancing and I could barely move my hips like a month ago and then I follow Sahara Rose and I love her and she had like a twerk <laughs> she had a twerk uh class or something and I took it and I was shocked at how like my hips wouldn't even move and I was like oh this is a problem and so I started like practicing twerking and moving and a static dance and I do that every day and it's just it's not like 
doing a specific dance. It's just literally letting your body move in whatever way it wants to move. And so those things have been meditation, inner child work, um, and really tapping into my body and being a generator type, like the sacral center is everything. And it's, it's satisfaction and it's sensual energy and it's pleasure and fun. And when we're moving, I was, I was eating dinner one day alone and, uh, or one night and I put on this playlist and I didn't even know it was a mixed tape and my body literally got up. Like I was in the middle of eating and this song came on and my body got up and I just started moving and dancing. And I was like, Whoa, my body really wants more of this. So tapping into your body, like that's, that's a big part of it. I'm so excited that you said this. Did you see my stories last night on Instagram about how I went to a hip hop class? Okay, this is no. like a whole can of worms. I'm so excited to talk about this. So in the last three months, I was working with a relationship coach who was really helping me tap into like my feminine essence. And one of them was really like, one of the things that we really tapped into was getting into your body, like feeling pleasure. And it was really interesting because she led me through this, guided meditation because she's like meditating and focusing is actually a masculine energy and I was like interesting right but she guided me through this meditation where she had me really focus on like my breath and how it felt in my body she's like do you feel your heart expanding like do you feel how good it is when the air goes down your throat like do you feel yourself opening up like feel like the looseness of your shoulders like she just she like the way she spoke to me in that guided meditation just melted me. And I was like, that is very different than being still in a meditation where I'm focused and there's nothing wrong with that. But I was really noticing the contrast. And I was like, I've been doing many of my practices in the masculine energy. And so one of the things that was coming up was about movement and feeling and pleasure and sensuality, which is so good because yes, that is part of the sacral. So in the last few months, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, I really just want to like start dancing in my office and I haven't done it. And I would like, my office is a big size. Like there's really no excuse. And, and then there's a, there's a woman that I follow online. I fucking love her. And she's an embodiment energetics coach. And I actually did a podcast episode with her, Rachel Fisher, if anybody wants to scroll back and listen. So she is amazing because she's all about energetic embodiment. Like she will, she goes on her Insta stories and she's dancing and she's just showing the flow and movement. And I was like, okay. So I messaged her and I asked her, I was like, Hey, do you have playlists that you listen to for dancing? Cause like, I love the music that she has in her story. So then I started listening to some of her playlists and I started doing a little bit of dancing and I was like, okay, this is amazing. Like I'm starting to get into it, but I could feel the rigidity, like you talked about when I was dancing, I was like, oh, I want to get this right. And I was like, oh my God, that's so masculine. Like, I just want to get this right. Like, what is this? So then this is literally in the last couple of weeks. So then I wrote down on my board. I like literally finished working full-time last week. And I was like, this week is about resetting my nervous system. And I want to focus on flow. So I, I literally wrote on my whiteboard that I want, I wrote dancing. I was like, I want to dance more. Like this is, this is important to me. So my girlfriend came to visit this week. She had no idea that I wrote that on my board. And she messages me the other day. She goes, Kayla, do you want to go to a dance class? And I was like, yes, I want to go to a dance class, but no, I do not. <laughs> yes, let's do it. So last night we went to a hip hop class and I was laughing because this was such a redemption for me because when I was 14, I tried to get into dance and I, I was fucking terrible and I quit. And I just like literally cried in the middle of the class, like I left. But the thing was okay, because then I discovered rugby and that was like my biggest passion. But I went to this hip hop class last night and I was so like rigid and it was like the same thing. Like, oh, I want to get this right. Like, it's so awkward. Like so-and-so beside me is way better. There was like 30 or 40 people in the room. Like it was crazy, but I knew that the inner goddess and like the feminine in me is like longing for this, like this movement, this flow. And so I love, that was my short story long. I just really wanted to share that because you brought it up again about dancing. And I think the universe is like, Kayla, you need to dance. Like you're supposed to dance. Like this is good for your soul. Like do it, you know? So I'm curious. I mean, if any of the listeners are listening, if you're a sacral being, I'm curious if dance or movement is like helpful for you. So that's my, that's my story about dancing, but I love that you've had breakthroughs with this because I feel like this is like encouraging me to keep, to keep doing that. It was so 
it's so it's been so interesting because it's only been in the last month or so that I've been doing that and adding dance to my nightly ritual I'll even dance around in the shower like safely please be safe if you're doing that but uh and then in the morning or when I'm um I'll just blast music when I'm cleaning the house and so I at that retreat on the last night we there was a dance party and it was in Zion National Park and it was like beautiful thousand like you could see all of the stars and it's the last night after this huge retreat and I was dancing on the dance floor like no one was there I was like ecstatically dancing and if you know what this means it's not like normal club dancing it's like I probably like I could feel people watching me and like my ego was like oh my god you're making a fool of yourself but I was like I don't care I'm in the feminine I'm literally living my dream right now like I had a meditation that it was reminding me of and it was so intense and I was just breathing like just being present and on that dance floor and then I got so overwhelmed my line two kicked in and I was like gotta get out of here too many people (laughs) and so I left but it's that's been a huge part of tapping into the feminine. And so I love what you talked about the masculine side of, I got to do this right. And I think that's what we think. Like, we think you have to, even by myself, like literally, I don't dance in front of my, like anyone I dance by myself and I would feel weird. I'd be like, Oh, I'm not doing this right. And it's like, it's so weird that we think that, but it's funny you said that because this is another sign and synchronicity. I taught a feminine uh, energy class on Monday and the, uh, one of my friends was like, I think you should do a dance challenge. And I had been thinking about that a while ago. Like maybe I should do Instagram lives and just show up and dance. And so you saying that about your friend and then about the class, like I'm totally, I got to do this, this challenge now. So thank you for that. (laughs) I'm laughing because I that was like the prime example of the universe giving you something to respond to. You're like, mm, there's my signs and synchronicities. I'm going to launch a dance class and this is a challenge I'm going to do. But that is actually really cool. Like if you created this mini challenge of doing like 30 days of dance and like see what happens after 30 days, like how you feel in your feminine energy and so on. That would be really, well, that's just like the cool thing is too, is like my body, my physical body has responded. Like I've only been doing this for a month and it's not that long. And like in the morning too, I like how like it piqued my interest when you're like masculine is or meditation is more masculine. And I can totally see that, especially the, the way that we, um, and stiff back and like whatever. Um, and I feel like yoga is the same way. Uh, I heard, I learned from Sahar Rose that yoga, traditional yoga is very masculine and it was created to like, I think it was created to decrease testosterone in men or something like that. Don't quote me on it. Um, And so like holding these stiff poses is something that I did for like two years, but I don't really do yoga anymore. I just move. So I'll do cat cow and I'll move my body the way my body wants to move in the morning and I'll just stretch and move. So I mean, human design is an operation manual for your mind and your body. And it's all about getting it, tapping into this all intelligent vehicle that we all have access to. And if you're a female, generally we have more feminine essence and feminine energy than the male uh, body. And so when you tap into your body, it's just magical. And that's all we got to do. Being in nature is also amazing as well to connect to the feminine. One thing that I'm really loving is that the experience of human design is if you actually look at the facts of human design, like being a 6-2 generator, like a 6-2 manigen, and then you look at your your defined centers, your undefined centers, and you're looking at the facts of like what is and what is not, right? And it's like information. And then, you know, we start identifying like, oh, I'm a 6-2, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not this, I'm not that. That's like a very masculine approach to human design but really to have like the most powerful experience is having a more holistic approach of looking at how can you embody being a 6-2? How can you embody having a sacral authority? Like, what is that going to look like? How is that going to feel in your body? And, and I think that that is so powerful because when we have like the yin and the yang, literally of the masculine and feminine essence with human design and how you embody that in your life, 
that is, that is the key to just living in alignment, you know? And I think that it's one thing, like when I see people showing up online and they're like, oh my God, my human design and this, this, and this, but they don't know how to embody it because they're, they're associating and kind of latching onto the information. But then it's like, how do you apply it in your life? You know what I mean? So I think that the things that we're sharing in our conversation today, like, you know, the different ways of meditating, it's funny you talked about stretching and flowy yoga. Cause like I went through a phase where I kind of gave up the like rigid sitting meditation. And I started stretching on the floor and being in a meditative state, like doing more of that flow. And it made such a difference. Right. But like that, or just dancing, right. Like, you know, and even dealing with emotions as well and expressing them, whether you're, you know, a defined or undefined center, like that's a whole other thing. Right. So I love that we're, we're coming into this holistic approach of how to really embody this work. And I'm, I'm curious to hear your, your insight on that as well. Well, I would love to know what you think, because I have a theory or what I've kind of been thinking about with what you said at the last part of that is emotions. And I feel like the defined emotional solar plexus is so freaking feminine. Like that's like, pure feminine to me is emotions and think about like this is something else that I've been really unraveling lately is my definition of what feminine was was like soft and and flowy and open and receptive and like the good girl and like the light of feminine which that is feminine but there's also the dark there's Kali and Medusa and Lilith and and when we're in the dark cocoon when we're turning to mush when we're feeling rage and pain and grief and when we're letting all of these emotions out whether you're defined or undefined in the solar plexus to me that's so feminine and when we can just say I'm pissed right now these emotions are flowing through me and I'm gonna let you see it I'm not gonna repress it like to me that is ultimate feminine and so I'm undefined in the solar plexus and so I feel like I have struggled with that I've struggled with passion I've struggled with um, emotions in general. And so I'm on a mission to really, um, empower women, display your emotions. The, the emotions are just energy. They're, they're flowing through you. They want to play, they want to have fun. And it's when we repress them or when we direct them at other people, that's when it's not good. And so I'm curious as your take on that, if the, if you feel like the solar plexus being defined is more feminine. Yes, I, I totally hear what you're saying because energy, or sorry, emotions are energy in motion and things in motion are fluidity and flowy. And that is typically the feminine essence, right? And so I think that expressing, when we express emotions, whether they're on the higher spectrum or the lower spectrum, it's like, I think it's the art of moving and sharing those emotions. That is ultimately, that is, you know, feminine essence, right? And I think that the, the emotional like solar plexus is so powerful in human design, just because whether it's undefined or defined, like I only have, I think I have two gates defined in my emotional uh, solar plexus, but it's, it's undefined at the center itself and yours is completely open. And so what I found is that in alignment, having the center undefined, I've noticed that I can really hold space for people and their emotions. Right. So that's what I've noticed is that the undefined centers are really about amplifying. And, and so if somebody's out of alignment and let's say they're like angry in a way that is out of integrity for them, I will like amplify that or I'll like absorb it and try to like process it and get rid of it because I, I can't handle it. Right. It's not mine. So that's what I noticed being, being undefined. But I've also noticed like one of my friends is a manifester and she is connected from the emotional solar plexus to the throat. And what I've noticed with her when she is in alignment and she is informing and initiating conversations with me where we need to like work through something, it gives me a voice because my voice, my throat center is completely open. So she, when she's in alignment with her emotions coming up into the throat, what I notice is that it actually helps me process my emotions and be able to speak them clearly. So like, that's what I've noticed with having so much openness in my chart is that 
not not that it needs to be disempowering, but when somebody's in alignment, I kind of mirror that. Like there's a little bit of a reflector tendency there, obviously, right? With that openness. But if somebody's out of alignment, then like I'm going to amplify that or I'm going to like mirror it back to them. And so I think that when we learn how to process our emotions, whether that's through dancing, whether that's through like screaming in a pillow, whether that's like going on a run, whether that's like getting a massage, whatever it is, like moving those emotions, giving them a name, giving them space to, you know, disintegrate or amplify into space to move. That is, I think the best way that whether you're defined or undefined, you're going to be able to experience them in the most powerful way possible. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I feel like whenever I learned that, because it used to be so overwhelming and would have panic attacks, my body would just tense up and tighten up, but I would just be frozen. And when I learned that I can, I almost feel like my completely open solar plexus can be like a black hole and I can just like suck up all of the emotions. And if I'm in alignment, they just pass through me because I realize what they are. And so now I can hold space for people even deeper than I used to. And like with my clients, I'll look at them and be like, I, I feel you. Like, I, I feel you. And it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to experience emotions when you know what they are and there's nothing wrong with them. There's zero emotions that are bad. They are neither good nor bad. They just are. And they're moving through you. And like you said, like giving them permission to move through us, because if you're on a wave, that wave is going to pass, like however long, a couple minutes, a couple, whatever your wave is like that emotion is going to pass. And it's only quote unquote bad if we stuff it down and what you resist persists and believe me, like anytime the emotional, the solar plexus is defined in the transits. There was one time where I was like, I was throwing a tantrum and I was like swearing and freaking out and like throwing it. I was pissed. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I don't know what's happening. And then the next day I was at the grocery store and bawling my eyes out. I'm like, what is going on? And I checked the transits and the solar plexus was defined. I was like, oh, that's why. So that's another thing that human design, like maybe not in the moment, but when you're contemplating, when you're thinking, going back to what you said, like learning is learning the information is very masculine, but embodying and experimenting and noticing how the energy shows up for you because you're never going to know what it's like to be a Manny Gen. I'm never going to know what it's like to be a generator. And so some, someone asked me a question and they were like, all human design readers are coming from a place of conditioning or something like that. I was like, well, yeah, all of us are like every single person on earth where we're all coaching from our own experience. And so it's really about how does it show up for you? And that's the feminine of the contemplation and the openness and the realization of what's going on. And when you feel out of control and then you look at your human design, you're like, oh, I'm in the shadow of codependency right now. Now I can rise up to the gift. And it just, it just helps so much. It's like a guide, but the work is embodying it and experimenting with it. I love literally the last thing you said, because I wanted to bring this up, how some of my biggest mentors that I follow online, they talk about how human design really is an experiment. And when you, when you get like, let's say you get a reading or you do human design coaching with someone, like if you did coaching with Lindsay and you did coaching with me, like we're going to have very different things to say. Like there's, there's things that Lindsay knows that I don't know and vice versa. And even just like, again, speaking from our own experience, like really sharing like a lot of when I share my story I talk about what it's like having an undefined head and open ajna open throat and having you know just being confined to doing what I thought quote air quotes what I was supposed to do with my life and then when I discovered my human design I was like oh wow I'm just gonna like drop out of my head and get into my sacral and only follow what lights me up like and so I speak a lot from that it's like what lights you up like what is your bliss and especially having that g-centered def defined your own identity lovability and sense of direction like that's the energy that I give out is like knowing who the fuck I am knowing where I'm going and that energy bringing that to people and like hey I can show you how to embody this but it's like there really is I think when someone really starts to understand human design, whether they're a mentor or a coach or just even somebody doing their own practice, when you can really say like human design is a place for contemplation and it's a place to experiment and it's a place to, 
you know, latch on to labels when necessary and let them go when necessary than when you're actually playing, because ultimately it's all about energy and energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can be constricted and expanded. Right. And so ultimately when you're playing in that realm and that's why gene keys, that's a whole other rabbit hole, right? Getting into gene keys is like so huge because it is about gentleness and contemplation and just like observing your energy and how you're responding in life like that's ultimately where you get the freedom of using human design in your life and that's like I just have so much peace (laughs) coming into human design and like implementing this in my business and just in my everyday living because it's so it's so inclusive and and fluid you know it's so it's so feminine really Mm, it is so feminine and it is just such a beautiful thing to start remembering who you are And that's what we're all doing. We're all on this journey to remember who we are. And they say it takes seven years to fully live by your design. And I'm only a year and a half, maybe not even two years into this experiment. And I learn something every single day. And I think that the human design, like the traditional Ra-Ruhu sort of terminology and like the way that we learn things to me that that like the human design system is a little masculine as far as the learning goes and gene keys is so feminine to me and so it's that yin and yang we have to have both like you you can't have dark without light and vice versa and so and it's beautiful with all the gene keys to recognize the shadow like when I read that book and about all of my gene keys that were activated in my blueprint I was like oh my god like how does this book know me and then it was so empowering to see what I could rise up into and that's been so freaking powerful is recognizing how powerful I am and each and every one you listening right now you are freaking powerful we're all powerful and it's understanding the individuality the uniqueness of all of us that's what I love about it too. It's all inclusive. Like you said, it celebrates diversity. And I've only ever seen a couple of charts. I did a, I did a reading one time and there were two projectors and they were exact, like their charts were exact, except for like two, two of their gates had different uh, line placements. And it was wild. And then I've seen a chart where it was two reflector men who met each other randomly and their charts were basically almost the same, but supposedly there's no chart that's exactly the same. And that's so beautiful. It's so freeing to know that I can just be me and that's good enough. It's perfect. I really loved our conversation today and it was just it was so like flowy and just I really loved how we you know we really tapped into the sacral and tapped into the emotional solar plexus and just the embodiment work of this and and you know what's funny is like I've started talking a little bit more about gene keys and I'm in the level three of my program right now and we're getting into gene keys and learning more and I'm just like oh my god like this shit blows my mind I think this is my prediction I think that human design is going to become very dominant in the coaching industry in a sense of like, it's going to become such a powerful tool for people to use. And I think the old paradigm of like using language to flip a limiting belief or, you know, flip your energy and like affirmations and that kind of thing. I think that's going to dwindle. And I think that there's going to be a shift in looking at embodying the full lessons of the gene keys, the shadow, the gift and the city. And the reason why I say that is because this is one of the things I'm learning with, with the gene keys is like, it is about contemplation and it's about like, you cannot access the gift without embracing the shadow. Right. And then you're not going to even see the shadow until you're in the gift. And once you're in the city, you're not even going to, you know, you, you will fully be able to see the gift in the shadow. And it's just like, it is all about energy. And I think that is so, like you said, individualistic in terms of like what somebody's actually going through. It's not like a textbook you know, flip the language of the self-limiting belief, and then you're going to feel this and then do that. Like, that's so masculine, you know, like, I'm just, I'm really blown away, like how much I'm like being drawn to the feminine essence. And it's not to hate on the masculine because it's needed, but I think it's really beautiful to see, especially entrepreneurs, like female entrepreneurs coming into the entrepreneurial space and shifting it into a more feminine energy because it, I always thought, I never, ever thought I'd be an entrepreneur because I was like, oh, you need to like hustle and grind and you need to like do your own shit and do this and that. But now I'm like, whoa, like there's so much more available here. Like it goes so deep. Oh my God. Yeah. Like feminine is everything. And being a generator, like you are pure feminine energy within that type. And I think that 
I've been doing a lot of like manifestation work in the sense of I already have everything that I want like timeline there's multiple planes of reality and timelines and the version of me as the millionaire or the billionaire or the whatever like that's already there's already a Lindsay that's living that life and how can I match up with her and how can I enjoy the journey and it's just been like okay sacral what do you want to do today like I already know everything is aligned and all I have to do is respond to the universe and whenever you commit to that as scary as it is like I've done some scary ass things like like not logical at all and I'm always like out of my head into my body out of my head into my body because the body knows what's best and it may often it doesn't logically make sense so listen to your body because that's how you're going to tap into the feminine such a beautiful message. Before before I kind of wrap things up today, what is, I always ask this to my, my interviewees, what is a piece of wisdom that you would like to leave with the listeners today? Mm, what I just said, out of the head, into the body. Out of the head, into the body. Your head is there for research, play, and fun, and inspiration. But at the end of the day, your body knows what's up. So tapping into your authority in human design is is the best tip that I could give anyone. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And it's so true. Like our body does not lie. You know, it carries years and years of experience and even past lives. Like that's a whole other can of worms to get into, but all of that is like what contributes to us being able to trust ourselves. That's what it is. When we get into our body, we trust ourselves. Right. So I love that. Can you please share with the audience where they can connect with you online and even your own podcast? So just share that. And then I'm going to include it in the show notes as well. Yeah, of course. I hang out on Instagram the most and I'm Lindsay means underscore and means is spelled M-E-A-N-S. And there's a link in my bio and I have a podcast. It's called Way Society. Way stands for who am I? And we are answering the question, who am I on my podcast? And I'm serving hairstylists, but I could literally like you. This is a cool thing about human design is you can literally serve anyone. Like it's not, it's all inclusive, but as far as my branding goes, I serve hairstylists, but yeah, I would love to connect with you. I love, I love talking about human design. I could talk about it all day long. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. And I really loved our conversation and I love that we've like become friends and just like started, you know, so many contemplative conversations together. And it's just, I'm really excited to like continue supporting each other on our journey. Well, thank you for having me, Kayla. And honestly, like you, you were a huge, you facilitated a huge breakthrough for me by sharing about the throat center, which I won't get into, but like learning that I have a channel that needs to be invited to speak literally changed my whole world. And thank you because you told me that before that retreat. And I don't know if I could have done everything that I did without knowing that knowledge. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you shared that. Thank you. And if people are like, what, what are they talking about? Like they're leaving us hanging, go and look on Google, like look at the different circuitry in human design. And you're going to see there's projected generated and manifested channels. And like the types of human design, you're either going to need to respond be invited or initiate and form. Right. So look that up. If you want to kind of get more into what we just mentioned now, that's what I shared with Lindsay that completely rocked her world. So I'm really happy that made a difference for you. So I just want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. If you can please subscribe, like, leave a review, and definitely share this online and tag us. We would love that. And of course, you can give Lindsay a follow and check out her podcast episode. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll chat with you in the next episode.